0: On this episode, I chat with Dirk from Cinema Blend to learn more about the Galactic Star Cruisers Media Day event. Today is March 4th, 2022, and this is episode 440 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top 10 lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I am your host, Jeremy Stein, and while I am not joined by Rhonda today for this episode, I will be soon joined by a special guest to talk about the Galactic Star Cruiser. But first, make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, as well as follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Main Street Magic community and ask to join. And then if you hit that subscribe button, you'll get brand new episodes Every Tuesday and Friday. And if you want to help support laid off cast members by ordering groceries through an amazing small business, then Vacation Grocery Delivery is for you. In fact, they're so awesome, they signed on as our platinum sponsor for the Main Street 16 Challenge, which benefits Give Kids the World. You can visit MSMFriends.com to book your next grocery order for your vacation, or visit MainStreet16.com if you want to learn more about our weekend scavenger hunt and ride challenge coming up this April. Let's go ahead and just hop into today's episode with our guest, Dirk, from Cinema Well, Dirk, thank you so much for taking some time to uh, join me today and talk all about the Galactic Star Cruiser. I know our listeners are very excited to hear all about it. Uh, so welcome to Main Street Magic Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your
0: time. So let's just kind of dive right in. When you show up, is your story beginning that you're literally in Walt Disney World about to travel to another place? Or how does that start?
1: The, my, my experience was not the full two-day like trip experience that that some folks got there were apparently two tiers of of media invite as far as that goes yes <laughs> that i will not uh make comments about <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but i was in a group where they kind of gave us the the uh expedited version i was i was there for a few hours um Kind of doing the the highlights, so I did not do the full like get in the you know get in the shuttle to go from wherever to the star cruiser. I basically just pulled up in a car to the star cruiser. Um, from there, you there is kind of a check in process, although they moved us through that fairly quickly. You walk down a down a gray hallway that looks like you're like on a detention block somewhere. <laughs> where you get like a essentially like a safety video on a big screen uh before you get it, get into the the shuttle that flies you up to the ship which is the elevator that goes up to to the to the actual ship um, and that part is is pretty cool i mean basically from that point you are you are on board and so you're in it's an elevator but it's got a couple of you know, w- you know window screens that show an exterior environment and then transition into space as you are firing up into uh, to dock with the Star Cruiser.
0: Gotcha. Um, How is the once you get up into the Star Cruiser area and all, um, I guess, talk a lot about, you know, the theming of everything, because I'm I'm seeing out on social two very different thoughts, as I know you are as well. And everybody Mm -hmm. is, you know, where, uh, especially from old school Star Wars fans who I think are disappointed that it doesn't look battered and used, that everything looks brand new and shiny. Um, you know, when you head over to Galaxy's Edge and Batuu, I think we have a lot more of that, yes, this has been here a while. What did you think of the theming overall? And what are your thoughts on it kind of looking like this literally is a brand new ship? I, I it's I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on it. On the one hand, I agree.
1: Like, that's always been one of the the the, the thing about Star Wars that makes... Star Wars, Star Wars, to me, is that sort of bizarre combination of the futuristic and the old and decayed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we're talking about technology that is light years ahead of what we are dealing with. In reality, at the same time, it's all looking old and broken. Right. It's, It's a very strange dichotomy that is what makes Star Wars, Star Wars, to me. And the Star Cruiser certainly is not that. Everything is very... Uh, bright and shiny for I mean, for the most part i mean i walked into like i i got to see like the engine room section and that's definitely like you know not done up to look bright and shiny because it's not you know in story it's not meant to be a thing that people see gotcha and so that part i think kind of works a little better giving you that more traditional star wars feel you know but i never felt like i like it never felt wrong to me it never felt like it was star wars okay even though it does it is sort of different in that regard i mean but the theming it you know i mean and because it, it, because at the end of the day it is a it is a cruise ship it is a a luxury you know it's in story it's a luxury experience yeah while there is an element of me as a fan that would be like oh yeah it would be cool to be in a more traditional star wars thing at the same time if i'm spending that kind of money i Probably want the nice experience, so I'm I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, that actually leads me to my next question about, I guess, kind of the size and scope of the the ship. You know, did you get to see most of the ship? How is it broken down? Does it feel like a cruise ship, or does it feel like a hotel with no windows?
1: <laughs> I mean, I would say it feels more like a cruise ship. I never felt claustrophobic. Okay. I mean, there are you know because there are and you know there are you know there there are windows was in that there, you know there are screens showing the the space outside and i don't know how much that necessarily changed the way i felt having not been able to experience the opposite but most of the rooms are you know the atrium is a big open space the dining room is a big open space so there's it it never really feels small i mean going you know going down say the hallway one of the hallways where all the the cabins are is is maybe a, is a little bit smaller a little bit tighter but you know i think that kind of goes in with the story as well it, yeah it, it never felt like it was kind of closing in on me yeah. it never struck it never struck me that i that i wasn't looking at windows honestly while i was there
0: well then i mean it sounds like they did their job then i
1: think so i think it i think it works i think it works well um you know you're so focused on i mean i think the you know the idea i think is that you're so focused on what you're doing while you're there that you're just not noticing that
0: yeah did you get to participate in some of the story or did they tell you kind of what how the story progresses and some of the activities and things that go along with it yeah i
1: got i the main stuff that i did was was sort of the you know were a few of the sort of story element objects so like i did the lightsaber training and i got to do the the pilot you know the piloting of the ship element and I, i got to do that a couple different ways and so i got to see some and got to be like in the atrium when major events were were happening around around me the people from disney that i was with were kind of would kind of walk us through like okay so this part is something that you might experience on day 1 and then later okay now we're jumping into day 2 this is going to be something that might happen later on in the story at the same time there were other things that i know i didn't see i mean i think they you know they they kind of took us down what one path of story might be but there are others and depending on what you do, you know, the there there are there are going to be parts of the ship that you don't see. Okay. You know, one of the things that a lot of people are are looking at this as and saying, "Oh, well, you know, maybe maybe I'll do this once." It's really expensive. It's a lot of money, but I could probably I'm a big Star Wars fan. I could probably save up and do this once. Uh the biggest problem with that is that once isn't gonna be enough like if if you if you do it and you love it you're gonna want to come back because there's gonna be other stuff that you don't see and you don't do
0: interesting now how was the the lightsaber experience and the things that you did get to do
1: you know i mean overall i mean they were they were fun um the you know i they were you know, they were smaller, kind of what I would call like a smaller experience. Piloting the the ship is very much like, say, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Okay. In in structure, I mean, there's a few different things that you can do, different stations you can stand at and do and do different things, but it is very much like it's a big screen with space, and you're shooting at asteroids, or you're you know you're kind of doing the engineer thing and hitting buttons to uh, to fix the fix the damage on the ship or whatever um it's sort of it's sort of smugglers run writ large yeah and it's you know at the same time it's like it's a big massive space so that so like so the room's not like shaking the way the falcon would be you're so you're you're trading off kind of the larger scale of it for some of the more attraction based ideas so it's like i'm not sure that by itself if that was smugglers run people probably wouldn't be that thrilled with it for what it is. It's fine. It's good. It's fun. And it's just one piece of a larger thing you're doing. So I, so it's not like if you know, like lightsaber training was kind of fun, but it's probably the one thing that I could skip if I were, if I went back. Um, It's cool to do once. I think everybody who's there should do it once. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. And, you know, it's not necessarily something that I feel like, oh, I want to do that again. Whereas some of the other stuff I, I would.
0: Are Now, stuff like that, the lightsaber experience, the piloting the ship, are, are those built into the stories while you're there that everybody would do? Or is it more like an excursion you would book like you would with a real cruise?
1: It depends. I, you know, I don't know everything about like all the stories. So I'm honestly not sure. My impression is the lightsaber training is something that kind of everybody would do. I ended up doing the the piloting thing twice in two different story elements. My impression is that it might be something everybody does once. Yeah. And then you may end up going back depending on what what path you end up following, but but I'm not even sure of that.
0: Did you get to try some food and beverage while you were there? I did.
1: How um was that? they I I basically got the meal that is the first the first night's dinner. Which is a, it in both cases, it's it's kind of a set menu. Everybody's going to get the same thing. They can, they, you know, they can deal with like dietary restrictions. So sure. if you you can if you need to order a special version of the menu, you can get it. Uh, but yeah, I I got to do the first night's uh, menu, which I thought was was quite delicious. They're they're all sort of, you know, it's it's a variety of small portions of of, of different things. The second night's menu, I think, actually from, I, is the one I wish I'd gotten. Uh, just from looking at pictures and and reading about it, yeah. that one is more of a sort of tastes around the galaxy, and you get different dishes that are supposed to be from different planets. And you know they've they've turned the shrimp blue and other cool stuff. You know, I'm a huge theme park foodie. Like, food is my thing. Like, if if I when I'm in, when I'm in the parks, that's what I spend money on. Is like, what, what's the new tasty thing I haven't tried yet? Um, so I and and it was good. I, I really enjoyed it and, and you know would definitely like to eat some more.
0: That's, that's good to hear, especially seeing all the photos because Disney, what I've said a lot of times, and I think they're getting better about it, but Disney in general, uh, especially with different treats and desserts that would come out in the parks, is that it seemed like so much focus was on, does this look good on Instagram and how many people are going to take photos of it? But a lot of times the taste wasn't backing it up. Um, and I think they're getting better with some of that, but I'm just glad to hear that the food that they are presenting here does look like it's from another world, but does taste, you know, really, really good. I think it's, it's sometimes hard to accomplish both of those things. So that's really good to hear.
1: Yeah. And I, I, and I, I I talked to one of the, one of the people in the culinary side uh, while I was there about, about exactly that balance and how, because, and how like difficult that is because on the one hand, if you make it too wild, then it's potentially going to turn people off. You know, they're not going to, if the taste is too bizarre or the look is too off, you know, unusual from what people are used to, they're, they're not going to be willing to try it. And so it's got to be comfortable enough that people want to eat it. But you also do because it is Star Wars. You want it to look like it's Star Wars. And so like, like the blue shrimp was the example that the guy was giving me. It was like, we wanted to make it look different, but it had to taste the same. The blue shrimp is just shrimp cocktail, right? If you eat it you know as he, he told me you eat it with your eyes closed you're just going to taste shrimp cocktail it looks very different and finding that balance was was tough like they would you know if they ended up going too crazy with with the design of a dish it'd be like we have to pull this back because it's just not going to work i mean didn't like we saw that with galaxy's edge with stuff where it's like you know they you know just the names of it they had to kind of pull back yeah. on like the theming of it because people were you know people felt strange ordering tip yip or whatever
0: right yeah well and i think they first experienced that back when skipper canteen opened if you remember you know that menu looked and sounded a lot more adventurous than it technically is now but they didn't really change the food much it really came down to what things were called you know and, and so i find that part really interesting mm-hmm. um, so you got to see the cabins the rooms yeah H- how are those in size because the photos seem very deceiving from what people are now saying that they're actually very spacious and there's a lot of room
1: i'm not i'm not a big person personally so they were totally fine with me what i would say is like the rooms overall are not huge okay um you know the standard room if you're especially if we're talking about like families going or large groups and getting getting like one cabin if you put three or four people in one of those rooms it's going to be, it's going to get a little tight. Yeah. Having said that, like the parts that are bigger than they appeared in the images are like the bunk, the, the bunk beds are a pretty good size. So like even a decent sized person is going to, you know, even it's going to be able to fit in there, I think pretty comfortably Okay. uh, when it comes to actually sleeping. But it's like, you know, but if you have four people in there who are all like brushing teeth and taking showers (laughs) and getting ready for bed or getting up in the morning, like, that's going to be, that's going to, it's going to be a little tight. I'm not going to lie to you there. You know, it, it, it was, the, the rooms are not huge, but they are nice. You know, I didn't sleep in the bed, but it seems I test kind of laid down and tested it out. It seemed pretty comfortable. So, I mean, I, I and, and they're, they the other thing is they're very well lit. The whole place is very well lit. It's very bright. It's very welcoming, which I think that's the other thing is the light, the lighting is pretty good and it makes the room feel bigger than it, Actually, is there? There will be times when I think it, it will be tight for folks, but I mean, again, I think part of the idea is you're not going to spend a lot of time in the room, right?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, if we're talking about people going through these stories and all of this stuff, yeah, it seems like there won't be a lot for that. The big question of everybody's is: is it worth it? Um, and I know you didn't do the full experience, but talk, I guess, a little bit about your thought. And the conversation I keep having with people is. It's expensive. You know, if I wanna go with my family of four, it's gonna be six thousand dollars. I'm not in a position to spend six thousand dollars. So it's really not fair for me to judge and say, is it worth it or not? I need to think of it from the angle of if I did have six thousand dollars to spend on this, is it then worth it? Because you know what I mean, somebody who's never gonna go on it, I don't I don't know if they can technically say whether it appears to be worth it or not. What are your overall thoughts on that? Especially when it comes down to the possibility of like you said, of you could spend $6,000 and go on this thing and miss stuff or not see everything. Or I know I saw one person um, that did the full stay said he had to go back to his room to go to the bathroom and missed a major plot point in the story. That was a surprise because he was back in his room. And so I think that's a lot more where the conversation may lead of, is it worth it?
1: Yeah. Um, and and it, it is. I, I mean, it's it's tough to say my, my personal feeling right now. I, having, having, having experienced a, parts of it, I, I want to go back. Okay. I, I want to book the trip and yep. do the, and do the whole thing because it, what I did do was, I thought was really cool. And I would like to have that, you know, that full experience at the same time. Like I, I saw the same thing, I think from the, the guy who was like, he missed something when he was in the bathroom yep. and that's, that's wild to me that that was like, <laughs> that that feels like a problem. Yes. You know, I'm in a position where right now, like I have two kids, one is five and or almost five and one is two months old. So I'm not going anytime soon because I'm not taking a a two month old to galactic star cruiser, (laughs) you know, maybe if I, you know, in a year or two when I can either let her stay with grandparents for a couple of days or wait a few years and take both kids or whatever, I would definitely be interested. I'm, my, my general inclination right now is to wait a little while, not just because personally because of my situation, but there are going to be like wrinkles in this whole thing that need to be worked out. Yeah. Like, you know, a, as we speak, the place is full for probably the first time ever. Yeah. They've done a bunch of media events and other test flights. I talked to folks, you know, people at Disney and Lucasfilm who had done you know, test stays in the thing. I'm guessing it was not 300 people's worth of people when they did that. Right. Um, so right now the thing is full for the first time ever. Stuff's going to break. Stuff's not going to f- work. Like there's no, as 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 cool as I think it all is, as much work as I think went into it, as impressed as I am, there is just no way that everything is going to go perfectly the first time. Yeah. It, you know, they will discover things that just don't work the way they thought they would once, once it all happens, then they will work to fix those things. I feel like it's worth it enough that I would like to try it. Having said that, I will probably wait a little while so that they can kind of figure out where the problems are, polish up, fix things where they need to be fixed. And, you know, and then in, you know, a few months or a year, I think it'll probably be be a, a, a pretty well-oiled machine. Yeah. And that's when I would, you know, because certainly if I'm going to spend that money, I want to make sure that, that it's all going to work out. Yeah,
0: I think you raise a really good point there. And, uh, you know, I'm so interested to, you know, have seen everything last week with the different media events to see this, you know, next week or two as they welcome the first paying guests, what it looks like a month from now, two months from now, you know, and like you're saying, even a year or two from now, I think we could see a very different experience as they button things up. I mean, especially when you're talking about basically a 48 hour storyline that Mm -hmm. has to run, you know, and, and. Yeah, what does happen when when the story doesn't maybe go as planned or things like that. So I think that'll be so interesting to to watch and I'm I'm excited to chat with some folks that, you know, are paying guests and see what they think. Um because these first four I think it's booked full for the first four months, I think every oh, single yeah. cruise. So those four months are definitely those hardcore Star Wars fans and you're certainly going to have some people that are paying that run sites and stuff that didn't do the media events but i think you're gonna have really the hardcore people there um because i've always found it interesting too is that is is this and what are your thoughts is this experience just for star wars fans or is it also for someone who has the financial stability to spend six thousand dollars and just do something that's really really cool would they enjoy it i think so i mean if if, if
1: you if you are a serious you know themed entertainment fan, yeah then I think it's absolutely something to check out, even if Star Wars is not your particular jam. Because I think that's, for me, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I, I mean, I am a Star Wars fan, but I think that's where I really found it to be an impressive experience. As a Star Wars thing, it was fun. As a, as a new entry in the world of themed entertainment, it's incredible, that's where it's incredible to yeah. me. Um, you know, because we because nothing like this has ever happened. Yeah, nobody has done like, oh yeah, like basically we we built a small theme park and you're going to sleep in it for two days. <laughs> like no one's done that, and it's and that part is where I think it's truly incredible. the The future is essentially limitless. I mean, yeah, because they can, you know, they can do you know they can build another one of these somewhere else. They can build them and you know theme them to different things. Like that's where I see this being really exciting. Like, you know, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe Disney doesn't build a new theme park someplace else in the United States, but they could put one of these hotels anywhere.
0: Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great point.
1: Like, you know, comparatively it's gotta be so cheap compared to building a, a theme park for sure. And, and that's where I think there's some, some real potential. And again, yeah, because it's a new sort of themed entertainment experience. If, if that is, If that is what you love, I think it's absolutely worth checking out, even if you're not a huge fan of Star Wars, particularly.
0: Do you see uh, elements in here that you think could potentially end up in Galaxy's Edge? I mean, I know there's, you know, one of the other things going around is that a lot of stuff on this ship, like storylines or, you know, a fight between Kylo and Rey breaking out. Are things we all thought were going to happen in Galaxy's Edge, and they just didn't? Do you think Disney takes note of that and and then says, "Hey, let's let's put some stuff like this in Galaxy's Edge"? Or are they just okay collecting the the, the guest money, and they don't have to, and people are going to still keep paying to come? You know, I mean, time
1: time will tell on that. Yeah, I mean, I asked I asked somebody in Imagineering and uh, a, a kind of that a similar question. And got sort of a half an answer. According to them, they told me that this and Galaxy's Edge were being designed in concert, basically from the beginning. Which is a, which honestly is a little frustrating because if it's true, that means that when they were telling us we were going to see these things in Galaxy's Edge, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe they maybe they thought that some of that stuff was going to go in Galaxy's Edge and it ended up transitioning over to Star Cruiser, and I and I do think that there's elements because. You know, because it's a two day storyline, there's things you you things you can do in a two day storyline that you just can't do in you're gonna spend three hours in Galaxy's Edge right. out of an entire day at, at Disneyland or Disney World. Yeah. And you know, and I think that's part of it. I I you know, part of the reason that some of those things, whether whether they knew it at the beginning or whether they just learnt this decided later that it needed to be in Star Cruiser not in Galaxy's Edge. I think that's part of why that happened. You know, having said that, I think there's definitely some potential for, you know, an expansion of Galaxy's Edge because of not well, expansion is the wrong word. I don't mean physically, you know, but I think there's some potential for more to happen in Galaxy's Edge because Star Cruiser is there now, you know. And and I and I would certainly like to see it. You know, I mean because it could it can potentially even help star cruiser it's like you're a if you're just visiting disney world and you're in galaxy's edge and you interact with characters or have some experience on playing with the data pad or whatever that that is connected to the star cruiser in some way it's but it's like oh but but to get the rest of that story you got (laughs) to go to star cruiser yep um you know i mean that can still be fun to do in the in the on the theme park side while potentially acting as almost you know sort of a a sideways marketing for star cruiser for sure um and i'd certainly love to see that
0: yeah yeah maybe we will someday i don't know i i would love to see it as well but well thank you so much for your time and, and sharing all of this i'm i'm relieved to hear a lot of your your feedback and input you know this is as a huge disney fan i want this to succeed you know, um, I certainly wish that it could succeed at a lower price point. But, you know, I, I want this to be to be good. I and, and I'm glad to hear that, you know, looking at it, it is. And and everybody's always going to place value in different ways. And they're going to decide whether it's worth, you know, six thousand or not. We're doing our first Disney cruise in September. And that's a lot of money for us. And so to think that this is basically twice as much is kind of crazy. Um, my only other fear, I guess, with it, uh, like we were talking about before and missing stuff is, is it just going to be too chaotic, you know, for for someone who you would hope that anybody that's spending that money is going to understand that they're being placed basically in a role playing position for the mm-hmm. entire trip. But I wonder if it's going to be a point, And maybe these are where things do change over over time that it's just almost too much. You know, I would love to be able to spend some time in my room but not miss storylines and and i know that sometimes they're doing these surprise kind of plot points and, and twists and turns um so it'll be very interesting to see how it goes but
1: yeah i think i think that's i think you know the balance there i think is probably one of the things that that may we may see some tweaking even in the short term just yeah. because you know they are going to be catering to a wide variety of customers who are expecting a variety of different experiences and being able to balance that for everybody is i i can tell is just not going to be that easy i mean yeah like you know if you go on a cruise there's lots of things that you can do yep. but you can also kind of do nothing yeah and and still feel like you're getting value for your money like yeah. my question is you know when when you pay that kind of money and you don't get deeply involved in the story are you going you know if you just sort of hang out and do do a little do the little you know attraction elements or hang out in the bar or eat the, eat all the food that you can stuff it you know stuff in your belly um if you if you go and you spend that money and you just do that stuff are you going to come out feeling like you got your money's worth right and i think that, that's you know i think for the people who really play they will feel like they got enough out of it, yeah, I'm not sure about those other folks. Yes, that's one of my questions. yeah,
0: that's that's another great point. Um, is there anything else you you wanted to add or any other thoughts you had before we sign off?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Um that that kind of covers it as far as you know as far as that goes. Um, you know, hey, read cinema blend. i I've published a bunch of stuff on uh, on the Star Cruiser, and there will be more to come. And uh, I also cover all other elements of theme parks there. So,
0: well let people know where they can find you on Twitter, what your handle is and any other, any other things outside of cinema blend that you're doing that you want to promote, go for it. No, let's see. Well, uh, my,
1: my Twitter is uh child uh, Dirk. It's C H I L D E underscore D I R K. Um, and yeah, I hang out there and talk about theme park stuff. And beyond that, I mean, cinema blend is my full-time gig. So, uh, that's, uh, that's where I, I do all my theme park stuff and, and uh you know that and i'm snarky on twitter a lot so
0: perfect i love it well thank you so much again for your time uh, and look forward to talking to you uh, again in the future sometime
1: absolutely would love to come back thanks so much
0: well that's it for now but if you want to learn more about the full star cruiser adventure over those two nights we will have an upcoming episode of that with some of the first guests to embark on that voyage Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller, crib, and ECV rentals delivered straight to your Orlando theme park resort, hotel, or vacation home, and at up to 50% off the price of theme park prices. Head to msmfriends.com to reserve today and check out our additional partners. And if you want to catch all of our upcoming resort, theme park, and at-home live streams, make sure you check out our Patreon group at Wonderland.com crew.com. And as long as you're out there online, go ahead and subscribe. So you get brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And we would be so thankful if you could leave us a rating and review because as Rhonda always says, it helps our show grow. That's all we've got. We'll see you real soon. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney world. So they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top 10 lists of all sorts. Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you.